0: We're explaining it all. Get ready to blast off into the world of entertainment with Pop Culture Planet. Ah! Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Pop Culture Planet. I'm your host, Kristen Maldonado, and each week we are joined by incredible experts for analytical pop culture discussions. In this episode, I am thrilled to be joined by Paul of. Heavy spoilers, how are you doing today?
1: Hello, I'm good, thank you. I wouldn't call myself an incredible expert or anything, but thank you. I appreciate that. It's really well, nice I think
0: you, you are. <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of yeah, you are. I'm not even
1: really British, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's very late thank where you. I am now, so I'll try and I'll try and stay awake. But uh yeah, thanks. Thanks for inviting me on the show.
0: Of course. Now, we always start out diving into everyone's like entertainment origins. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, about your channel, and just how you got into entertainment and where your love of pop culture came from?
1: Okay, so I started off as a web designer. Um started doing that about 2015, and I just basically started building websites. I've always been a massive fan of, of comics books. And I just thought, you know, I've got these skills to build a website. I'll build a, a website that just reviews Batman graphic novels. So what I started doing was just reviewing them, post them online, and then slowly it kind of just built up over time. And I thought I'll I'll, I'll put a, a YouTube video, I reviewed it to the camera, and it sucked. But I, I enjoyed doing it. So I thought, you know what, this is easier than sitting writing These reviews all day so i'll just do that and then i posted it on reddit someone said your your camera's terrible your microphone's (laughs) terrible but your content's okay and i thought right i'll go from there i'll buy a microphone i'll not go on camera and uh yeah that's kind of where it started and it's just snowballed from there the last couple of years really
0: that's incredible so now what are what are some of your favorite um types of videos to do because I know sometimes you'll do explainers sometimes you'll kind of dive even deeper into like things that you might have missed so what are some of your favorite ones to uh to make?
1: I think probably the the easter egg ones in all honesty the breakdowns and the NN explains just always feel so rushed because you have to if you're not in I would say the first five out then your video probably isn't going to do that well so i really feel rushed and anxious there'll there'll be times when i'm exporting one of those videos and it'll be really like getting to me and or i'll post it online and i'll notice a mistake in it and i'll be like oh because i've rushed this out i've just seen a massive glaring error in the video whereas when i'm taking my time with the easter egg ones it just it's a lot more fun and you know you, you appreciate the, the the show or the movie a lot more i feel as well whereas when you just kind of doing the plot and the, the background or the ending of it it's it's very kind of just get it out as quick as you can and hope that people enjoy it but the Easter eggs is just a totally different thing where it's like really diving in deeply into the thing that you like so i, I probably prefer them
0: nice very cool yeah i think those are so fun because a lot of times it's you know, kind of finding and digging deeper into something that maybe nobody even noticed or nobody even realized, yeah. which is really cool.
1: Yeah, the thing is that a lot of other channels do them as well, and they'll point out stuff that you missed. So that'll it's a really good community, I feel. The Easter egg hunting one, whereas I don't know, the, the review community seems very, very competitive, and the Easter egg one's just a lot of fun. So I've kind of drifted more towards that than doing reviews. Just, I don't know why, but uh, that's just kind of why I, I, I like doing anyway.
0: So now today we're talking about, you know, explainers exploring TV and film on a deeper level. So can you tell us a little bit about like, what kind of goes into these like explainers or Easter egg types of videos and why you think people love them?
1: I think it's kind of the aha moment that people get more than anything. You're, you're watching, You've already, if you're watching one of my videos, chances are you've probably already seen seen it and you kind of watch the show or the movie thinking, right, I've, I've gathered everything from this or maybe you haven't understood it at all and these videos are more kind of just like giving my thoughts on it, things that I might have spotted and it's more sort of, I think people enjoy it because they think, oh, you know what, this, this guy's spotted something I haven't and I'm going to tell people, my friends and I'm gonna pretend I came up with it. So it works both ways, <laughs> you know what I mean? They I, They get to tell their friends they discovered it and it's really fun.
0: I went to a panel um, at VidCon London earlier in the year and it was so interesting because they talked about how, I'm probably not gonna get the exact numbers right, but basically for let's say every three hours of television people watch, they're spending another hour on YouTube looking up explainers and, you know, how what does this mean? And Easter eggs and things that I missed. Um, so it's definitely, I think, an untapped market in terms of like using these creators who are, you know, doing all this research and work.
1: I am taking advantage of them in a way, to be honest, because they're doing all the, the hard work and they're making these Easter eggs and I'm just standing there pointing at them going, that, that man's hat there, he wore that in episode three. Do you remember? So that's all I'm really doing, to be honest.
0: When you're doing these deep dives, um, what kind of goes into it? How do you make sure that you kind of are keeping track of everything and don't miss things? Because I think the average person, you know, even someone who is looking for these things might have a hard time. So how do you how do you manage it? I've
1: got quite a big TV that massively helps. Uh, When I was doing the Hidden Ghosts on The Haunting of Bly Manor, um, I've got a projector upstairs that's about 100 inches of displays basically and watching pointing out the ghosts on that was easy because i mean they're, they're, they're about that big so you could easily see stuff like that um whereas i used to just watch things on my laptop and you'd miss so many things and kind of going back to the whole rushing things out as well i really i mean i still do to some extent but i really used to rush things out and just get the bare bones plot i'd miss quite a lot of things uh and sometimes get things wrong and what I've started doing now is I just switch everything off, my phone, my laptop. I just watch the episode from beginning to end, concentrating on it as much as I can. And then I go back again and watch it and write my script basically alongside that. Whereas when I used to watch it, I just used to sit there typing away and writing stuff. And you don't realize when you're doing that, how much you get distracted by what's on your screen and completely miss a massive plot point on the show so i mean I, i'd equate it to when you, you're sitting watching tv and you have your mobile phone out now you're going to pick up about 80 percent of what's going on but if it's a complex show and you're just sat there looking at a screen you, you are going to miss some stuff so now i just try and watch it as early as i can just turn everything off watch it all the way through and then i'll go back again press pause pretty much every minute or so and just Google whatever someone said. Google's your best friend when it comes to hunting Easter eggs. I mean, Star Wars, I tell you, there's been some stuff there where it's, like, last episode of The Mandalorian, I'm giving away my my secrets here, but I just, them spiders came out, and I just, I was like, Star Wars spiders on Google. Looked up that, it came straight up.
0: For you, what is the appeal of kind of dissecting these films and tv shows
1: i think it's that sort of nerdiness you know it goes back to like the comic book stores where you'd be standing around and reading comics and say well this is uh spider-man from from issue 763 you don't remember that and they would seem like the really smart person but they were obviously like a massive loser but at the time, you thought they were really intelligent. And it's kind of, I, I feel like that's the sort of thing that I'm going after, like the the appreciation almost. Because I, I don't really get negative comments all that much, to be honest. I rarely get that many. I probably have a, a 96% um, like ratio. I sound like I'm bragging, but it's not that impressive. But you know, <laughs> I, just, I just enjoy that sort of, appreciation that people give back you know it's a nice feeling when you spotted something and everyone's like "Hey, yeah, yeah, that was quite good yeah yeah because um, you've done quite a few as well haven't you so you must because the, there was that haunting of blind manor when you did um where you were pointing out the the connection hill house that yeah exactly and that was really good oh so thank you, you. Must yeah. kind of relate to this as well where you just get a feeling of Aha, I found that.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, I love that, that feeling sense. of being like a detective, you know, and being like, oh, this means something. Yeah, exactly. I remember this. Why do I remember it? Yeah. <laughs> it
1: I haven't wasted my time. Yeah, certainly.
0: Yeah, and there is something really fun about doing, like, um, you know, just diving deeper into something that, like, does it have the, a meaning or does it not? Like, I did these, um, like, what does the ending of You Season 2 mean? Like, the the whole scene with the books and, like, you know, who is that sitting there? And just trying to, like, dissect every little thing. Like, what are the book titles? What does that mean? Like, could that mean, uh, like, be a hint for something? And I, I like to pretend I'm a little detective, just like this is my non-existent magnifying glass.
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the thing is you can't do it now because you know everything's got a pause button so you can sit studying frames and i think that directors have sort of picked up on that as well that people really like to dive into their their work and they will just start to put things in place lovecraft country was just like absolutely filled with references to things and you it's, it's it is on purpose so obviously they must you know know that people are out there looking for these things and we kind of have this relationship where they're almost tempting us to to find the most obscure reference that we can. So they leave, like you said, a, a book that has a chapter in it that has. The, like I was doing. Um, I've just finished doing a big Avengers Endgame breakdown in one of the characters, and that's reading a book. And then if you look up the chapters of that book, one of them is called Endgame. And it's just you know that that chapter's never seen in the movie, but if you you googled that book and then looked at what what stories were in it, you'd see Endgame and be like, ah. So they 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 are purposely doing it, and you know we're feeding into that. So it's, it's a nice little nice little relationship we have.
0: That is awesome. I love when they're like purposely putting things in, and you're like, is it? Did they really do this to do something, or is it just a coincidence? It's like, no, they this was all really deeply thought about and they, you know, these references were made on purpose and oh, it's so cool. I love that. Um, one yeah. of my favorites recently has been that the Hamilton musical, like watching that on Disney plus, like just the motifs that repeat and the metaphors and like the things that they reference and like the fact that like a, a certain line might be a reference to like a hip hop song. You're just like, oh, it's not even like necessarily secretly hidden. It's just, just such mm-hmm. good, Connections,
1: I love it. Yeah, definitely. And obviously with you living in New York, you must kind of pick up on a lot of things that uh, uh, people like me would definitely miss just because it's, you know, it's where sort of... uh, All the history behind Hamilton, I didn't really know anything about it. Um, I'm guessing it must be... Just with it being a Broadway show as well, there must be little things that you get, whereas when there's TV shows set over here, um, like holding of Bly Manor, for example, you know, there were little things in that. I just thought that there's no way that anyone outside of England is going to understand that, but it's nice that they're kind of almost using culture to, to build up the atmosphere of the show and everything. I think you know, that's, that stuff always translates really well as well.
0: Definitely. Yeah. That's so cool. There's like, just like, layers upon layers upon layers of how they're doing this
1: and you see how some, some life has molded them to create this thing almost like the, the guy who made Hamilton will you know have, have lived a life where he's kind of picked up on all these things and subconsciously they've gone into his head and because of that he's been able to write this in a certain way and it's just, it is really just see, seeing how these things are crafted and dissecting them, it, it just gives you such a, a deeper appreciation for, for them, I think.
0: Definitely. Now, do you have any favorite projects that you've broken down, or maybe things that you've learned in certain projects that like just really surprised you when you were doing research?
1: The marble breakdowns I did, I really enjoyed them. Um, they, they massively helped the channel, channel out as well, which is good. So it's all you know. They weren't the the most complex things I've done, but it was just nice going over all of these movies as a collection and seeing what things reoccurred throughout them. Um, Lovecraft Country was another one that was really at first very very difficult to do because I'm a white guy in England trying to talk about the ins and outs of black culture in America during the jim crow era uh, and my first video i'm a bit embarrassed by watching it back now because there's just so many things that i got wrong um so many things that i didn't like social situations that i just didn't pick up on because that history is really downplayed almost uh, segregation especially is it's very downplayed now we did learn about it in school but you didn't quite get the subtext behind it. For, for us, it was very much, you know, black people weren't allowed to sit. Um, they had to sit at the, at the back of the bus. Now, you, you get taught that, and that's the statement you get given. You don't really get the, the the whole behind the scenes of that where, you know, people on the bus at the front were thinking that the people at the bus back of the bus were a lower class of citizen and, and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I just didn't really pick up on those social cues um, and I've got lots of so many people just um, throughout those breakdowns really just educating me on things and that made my breakdowns better as we went on and that was a really it was difficult at first um, and you know there were several points throughout it where I thought should I even be attempting this um, but I think in the end, a lot of people, especially on the final episode, were saying, you know what, you you admitted that you, you don't you're not familiar with this stuff. You've tried to educate yourself. And we appreciate you talking about it because a lot of people just wouldn't tackle it. So that was quite a fun one to do. Um, and yeah, just stuff like that. You know, you can depending on what the subject matter is. You sometimes you're not going to be the best person to deal with it, but if you can research it and give, you know, your interpretation of it, I think a lot of people do appreciate it. And like I said, it, it, you know, the best videos, I feel, as a YouTuber, are the ones that you get the best feedback on. So, again, the Marvel series, um, Lovecraft Country, Watchmen was really good, Westworld. So, yeah, th- those would sp- be the first ones that spring to mind, I think.
0: That's awesome. It sounds like you get to learn a lot from doing it, you know, like, so So maybe even though you didn't know everything about the background of Lovecraft Country, it kind of allows you to learn and kind of be your own teacher in a way with these other people who are watching your videos and giving you insight. Um, and then you can become an expert, you know, in, in different topics that maybe you didn't know
1: before. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um... And I was really lucky to have the, the people. Because I was saying in the videos, I was saying, look, I, I've interpreted it this way. If you disagree uh, or it's wrong, just let me know in the comments below. Um, I'll correct it. And going forward, I'll, I'll, I'll take a different approach to it. And people are really, really open to that. Um, whereas I think, you know, you can sort of, if you're coming into it and saying, this is definitely what happened, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't always work. And I think a lot of people who do anything explains that, that, you know, go the distance are the people that have their own interpretation of it because you don't really want to be lectured to almost when you're watching these breakdowns. You you kind of want to have insights and then things will be left that you feel you can add to the conversation. So that was really, it was a difficult one to do. And there were points in it where I thought, uh I, I think i've completely messed this up but in the end really fulfilling and i learned a lot during it which was good and it, it came out at a great time as well because black lives matter was obviously going on and i think that's you know the timing was perfect on lovecraft country because oh you know, this was a time where black people were saying that these things go on um and you can either be completely ignorant to them, um, or you can accept that they happen and try and educate yourself. So it was kind of me discovering you know, all the ins and outs through this really entertaining TV show as well that was using witches and werewolves and monsters. So such a good show. Um, and that, that really was a good point for the channel, I feel. Definitely.
0: Now, I got to ask you, I know for me, sometimes the like I love doing the explainers or the, you know, diving into dissecting things. um, But sometimes it's so hard to get it out because it just takes so much work. How how long does something like that take you, especially because that's a lot of what you're doing?
1: Yeah, um, probably about six hours, you know, right. The Mandalorian, which as at a.m., um, I watch the first. I watch the episode, then I start again with my notes out. Watch it. So that's about probably two and a half hours, and then record the audio, and edit that, which probably takes about an hour, and then edit it, which probably takes about another hour and a half. So it's I think is that maths right for six hours? I don't know but it's roughly about six hours.
0: And do you usually have to like write a I'm script to... kind of go off the top? Yes.
1: No, I write, write scripts for pretty much everything. Um, just because I'll, I, I, have, I can do videos where I just make it up as I go along, uh, but I find I make mistakes in it. And when I watch it back, I think, oh, I wish I'd said that. I wish I'd included that. Whereas when I'm writing it, I... You know, I double check it and make sure everything's fine and it all fits together. Whereas when when you're recording just in one go, uh, if you make mistakes and you have to re-record certain bits as well, you kind of think, oh, well, what words did I use in that sentence? and Am I just repeating myself over and over again? So I, do, I just find it easier to script stuff, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I go back and forth. Like when I'm doing like a regular review, usually I script it out. But lately, because I've been so busy, I've been kind of going off the top. Um, which is, I don't usually like to do that, because like you said, sometimes I forget things. But if I do an explainer, I have to, or or some kind of like, you know, dissecting something more deeply, I have to write it down. Otherwise, yeah. nothing's going to come out that makes sense. The Bly Manor video, what I actually did was I recorded the audio, <laughs> and then I edited it, and put like the clips on it that I knew I wanted, and then I had left certain spaces where I didn't have clips, so I just re-recorded those lines on camera, <laughs> so that I didn't have to record the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. like that, you know, <laughs> I yeah. just did the voice for the first part, and then I added myself in in a few little lines. The
1: whole process of it, once you know what you're doing, you you can work quite quickly. Like I'll I know for a fact I'll have my Mandalorian video up by about. 12 a.m. tomorrow so it's not really six hours but just because i'm so used to working in a certain way uh, i can just sit and just type everything up without thinking and yeah it's it, you get you get used to it and it's a process uh, you learn it after time and I, i'm actually scared to like change my process because i i, I actually edit on windows movie maker Mm -hmm. and then if i need to do certain touch-ups i'll I'll do it in premiere pro but i'm just so scared because windows haven't updated that since 2012 and i'm just so scared that one day i'm going to wake up and it's not going to be there and i'm going to have to relearn an editing software from top Mm -hmm. to bottom and still keep up the speed that i get videos out at so hopefully you know 2012 was a great year hopefully they don't it just Stays here
0: forever. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I'm like that too. I'm like once I learn something, I don't want to don't update it. Like I was using IMovie like from I don't even know 2000, probably from 2012 for a really long time, and then like last year they updated it, and I was like, no, like I like they forced me to to update, otherwise I couldn't move it. I was like, no, but it's fine now. (laughs)
1: Good. I'm glad you got through it because I get nightmares every night windows movie maker uh, my, my laptop's sort of on its last legs at the moment but i don't want to get rid of it because it's got windows movie maker on should probably yeah. teach myself you know i'm doing this full time but too lazy too lazy for that
0: <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta spend all the time analyzing not figuring out editing things <laughs> sure. now Are there any tips or things that you've learned about analysis for anybody who maybe wants to get into, you know, how to dissect these kind of things or how to spot certain things? Um, Maybe any tips for them?
1: Yeah, like I said, Google is your best friend um, because there's no way that, you know, I cover everything basically at the moment. And there's no way that I could have that in my head all the time. So Google is a really good way and you can also double check stuff because you will make mistakes one hundred percent. I used to watch YouTube videos and think, "Ah, this guy's called cool, this character." Their name was that, but you will one hundred percent get stuff wrong. Uh, so it's always good to double check. Other um, tips, really? I don't just read a lot. Basically, I mean, I, I cover a lot of comic book stuff, so you know, I have to read a lot of comic book stuff, but. Analysis in general, you will notice the same things popping up again and again. Um, now there was a bit in Westworld where the it turned out that this character was spoilers. Uh, Dolores was actually had split herself into two people, and there, throughout that there was statues of two people standing together and posters of people, two people standing together and stuff, and those kind of motifs pop up time and time again like the i'm doing a show at the moment called the undoing and i don't know i'm i should be under embargo so keep this between me and you but there's a poster in that anyway with two characters on it in a scene that they're discussing someone having two sides to their personality so things like that always tend to pop up um catchphrases as well clothes are, are something that It's always important to pay attention to clothes. There's a lot of times in Lovecraft Country where a character will have a dream and they'll be wearing a certain something and then it'll later appear in an episode and it'll be like, well, this is playing upon that dream. And it's just about being observant um, and sort of overanalyzing things until you realise which motifs are... Like horror movies tend to end in sort of, I'd say, five different ways. And once you've kind of picked up where they're going, it's you do find yourself repeating yourself a lot through doing a lot of analysis work, but you know, these, these things, once you get into the habit of it, you, you'll start to see where things repeat and you'll be able to spot them easier, I would say.
0: Mm-hmm. And now there's a lot of projects out there, mm-hmm. A lot of TV shows, a lot of movies. Yeah. So, how do you decide what's worth it to go deeper into, and what's like not worth it to to dive deeper into, and to just like go on to the next project?
1: It's really difficult, to be honest. Uh, it's <laughs> uh, my channel is very inconsistent because I'll have these videos that just explode and do millions of views, and I'll have ones that do about three thousand. And it is difficult, but I'm someone who will always stick it through. Um, so, his dark materials season two, I did a breakdown of that on Monday. I think that's got about three thousand views on it, which my my channel's got three hundred and eighty odd thousand subscribers. Which is it's seeing those views. It's a, a big kick in the teeth, but I think it's a good show. So I'm going to stick with it. And if people want to watch it, that's great. I don't think anyone's going to unsubscribe from me because I'm covering it. So I just, I'm going to stick with it, Uh, but it's very time consuming. And I'm sure you know yourself that 10 of 10 on YouTube is not, it's never a nice feeling. Um, And I I kind of just sort of stick with the same sort of things. Um, So Marvel always a heavy hitter Star Wars always good to cover uh, Westworld HBO on a Sunday whatever's on HBO on a Sunday mm-hmm. that always tends to do well as well so Netflix on Fridays as well I'm sure you know yourself now that you're, you're kind of um dealing with a lot of PR people and getting early access to things
0: yeah, just Netflix
1: yeah. Friday is a gold mine tends to be um, so you just kind of, but because of that you kind of have to keep an eye out for things as well so it is difficult because if you're starting a series and the first video bombs you just think oh my god I've got this for the next 10 weeks but, but I just stick with it and I find that a lot of people actually drop out after a while um, Lovecraft Country episode 1 there was tons of people covering it and by about episode five it's probably about half of those people were and by episode six it was even less so i mm-hmm. think if you stick with it and you're consistent you'll keep the audience and gain the audience that they leave behind so just keep out of kids
0: great advice, great advice great <laughs> advice that's very true though you know it, it's very difficult sometimes to choose like what's gonna do well what do i just want to watch because you know it should be something enjoyable that I'm interested in seeing too. Um, So it could definitely be like that back and forth, but I try to, um, you know, if I know something has done well for me, then I'll try to capitalize on it more. So I'm like, okay, well, I know you that show. If I do a review, if I do an explainer, if I maybe talk about some theories I have, if I maybe dissect something, that could be potentially four videos. But you know, that doesn't always happen for me, so. (laughs)
1: no but that, that and that is how it how it is unfortunately youtube is not a steady income job you will and you've got a really hunt for stuff and you know if you're doing seven seven videos a week most of those are going to flop properly and you you be lucky if you get one that does really well normally it's about three a month that do really well and you're just kind of drifting from these failures to failures and then getting that swing where you you, you hit a home run. And that is what what YouTube is. It's not, you know, it's not a bad job. It's just frustrating. Like I'm sure you've been in the position where you've been doing a Netflix show and especially before, you know, I had early access. I would load it up in the morning on a Friday and and say it was 10 episodes and it was 10 hours long. And I know I'd be sat there watching it 10 hours straight back to back. And once you, you finish, if you did the video on top of that, which you're looking at probably a 16 hour work day to get a, a bomb like that, it really, really disheartens you, but it's just about keeping at it. I think that's all YouTube is. I mean, when I I first started doing it, there was probably 50 channels doing what I was doing um, from the people who, I I just always viewed it as, right, these people are going to give up before me, and I'm just going to keep going. And when they do give up, I'll be at a position where I'm ahead of the pack, who are just starting out on that day that everyone else gives up, if that makes sense. So basically, you, you, you start off with so many channels where you all got four subscribers or something, and you're all just fighting it out in the trenches and, you just have to last longer than they do. And when you do, you you probably be at about a thousand subscribers because you've all been competing alongside each other. But if they quit, they then, you know, they're not posting any more videos. You're, you've you got a thousand subscribers and you're not competing with them anymore. And that can be the, the trigger that really makes your channel blow up. So just yeah. just keep at it.
0: Yeah, I think that's great, great insight. And, like, you know, I'm definitely that type of person also that's like, you know what? Yeah, I see so many people in like the YouTube groups and men that are like, I think I'm going to give up. And it's like, well, the only way you're really going to fail is if you give up, you know, if you keep going, like maybe eventually you'll hit what you want to hit. But if you stop, then you definitely won't, you know? So it's just that yeah. keep persevering, keep persevering.
1: Yeah, I, I've, I've never said I'm going to quit ever. And I see people who say it and I think, oh, maybe you should because that's not the attitude to have. You really need to just keep going as much as you can it's like anything you know everyone starts off really really crap and rubbish and you it's time that helps you to grow and time that helps you to develop so keep going
0: well thank you so much for joining me i feel like you shared so much great insight um and you'll be able to find all the information and links to pop culture planet and our guests below but if you want to follow paul do you want to share where people can find you
1: uh at heavy spoilers on twitter I don't have Instagram because I don't like people. Uh, I don't like people adding me on Facebook. Come to my YouTube channel, though, heavy spoilers, and click the ads. Always click the ads. I will say that. Please.
0: I you. <laughs> And if you're interested in following the podcast, you can follow me pretty much everywhere at Kmaldo or the show at Pop Culture Planet Podcast on Instagram or Pop Cult Planet on Twitter. New episodes are every Thursday. Um, if you watch the live video version of the show, you can join in on the conversation in real time. And um, episodes will be available on all your favorite podcast listening platforms from Spotify to Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy the episodes, consider subscribing so you know when a new one's posted. Rate and review this podcast and share it with your fellow pop culture lovers. Thanks for listening. It's been a blast and I'll talk to you next week.